What's good, big dogs? Welcome back into another episode here on Fridays with myself, where we're talking a little more on the Dynasty strategy side. As a follow-up to last week's video, where we were talking the teardown approach, there was a lot of yapping and yelling in the comments. Honestly, I love that personal engagement in the comments with the community. So today, some of those comments are going to really drive and dictate where this show goes. If you want an opportunity to drive and dictate where the show goes, go down and yell in the comments. If you're new to the channel, go hit that like, hit that subscribe button for the BDGE Dynasty channel, where we're delivering content to you Monday through Friday, every single week. Now, before we get into that dynasty strategy, you already know what time it is. So I need you to stand up, tuck your shirts in, stop yapping, because it's time to eat. All right, so check it out. Last week, we were talking about the teardown approach and the teardown strategy. I find typically in leagues that this is one of the easiest ways to pick up and accrue value when you're trading. Now, I'm getting a lot of comments, a lot of yapping, how this is already becoming a pretty popular strategy. And because this strategy has become so popular, some of the league mates they're saying are already hip to this strategy, and it's a lot harder to implement and pick up value for them. Here's a comment from Mac Daddy. And Mac Daddy's basically saying, I got so many assets across this team, there's not enough spots to hold them all. I need to try to find ways to tear back up, consolidate this value. Now let's get into this tear up strategy. Now, part of the problem with tearing up, typically it's harder to net a true valuable trade where you're tearing up than it is when you're tearing down. The reason is pretty simple, right? Everybody wants to have Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CD Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyreek Hill. Everybody wants to have the producers and the players that are scoring at a massive clip to help them win games. There's not really any rocket science to that. And that's why typically tearing down, you're able to net more of a haul. Now, here's the thing. Let's say we're talking receivers and you want to talk about tearing up in the traditional sense of the word, right? So going from a lower tier, adding a plus to get to a higher tier. Typically, this is not the way that you're going to want to get value on your team. You're going to have to essentially find a player that is dipped in value, a manager that's a little more panicked, or a specific market where everybody wants to tear down so bad that you're able to essentially get value back by tearing up because your economy specifically in that league dictates that. Now, because that is so few and far between, I'll get to that and I'll get to some hard, fast rules with the tear up approach if I was going to implement this. But before I do that, why go the hardest way? when I think it's really important to talk about something that's misconstrued in a big time edge that you can use. So staying with the theme, let's queue up another comment. Some of these teardowns are just bad. Depth is important and you gotta have a complete lineup, but all these guys are young. Why tear down for worse players and a pick you hope turns into a good player instead of just keeping that really good player and building around them? I wouldn't even consider half of these deals. I want the best player in the deal and bench points do nothing for you. Now, while it's important with a draft pick to conceptualize if I was to select a player with this pick, what that would look like and who that would be, what that value is, I want you to really switch your mindset, change your way of thinking, and it isn't just selecting a player with that. Take a step back and think about it more as currency. This draft pick, pretend that it was a ticket to a game or a ticket to the draft. You don't have to actually go. Think about it as a game that when you bought it retail value, you bought it right when the schedule released. But as the hype continued to build, you had a great game, a Super Bowl type game. In essence, with draft picks, think of yourself potentially as a ticket scalper when needed. So the exercise today to really show you this, we're going to talk about tearing up. So let's say you have player X, and we're gonna go from player X to player Y. What is it gonna to cost to go from player X to player Y straight up? And what if you were to liquidate player X 
and then go to player Y. And what is the difference between those two in cost of acquisition? So in the lab, when we put these through, you put Jordan Addison and Puka Nakua trade, you're gonna get three total trades. We're using draft picks essentially, or liquidity as the plus to go from Jordan Addison to Puka Nakua. Market seems to be pretty consensus that it's 110. We've got two deals where the 110 plus Jordan Addison gets you to Puka Nakua. The other one here, you're looking at the 204 and the 303. So depending on what your market is, it may be somewhere in that range. It may cost you a little more or a little less in your specific market. If you were trying to tear up from Jordan Addison up to Puka Nakua. Now let's say in theory you wanted to buy Puka Nakua straight up with draft picks. If you type in Puka Nakua in the 104, you'll find here that it's a pretty reasonable market value to try to send the 104 for Puka Nakua in a Superflex League. Here are three specific examples where the 104 can get you in the range of a Puka Nakua type player. Now here are three trades where you're using Jordan Addison to get to the 104. Here's one where all you have to do is attach Michael Mayer to Jordan Addison and you get the 104 straight up. And here's another one where you attach the 210 to Jordan Addison and that gets you to the 104 straight up. So if you were trying to tear up from Jordan Addison to Puka, it's probably gonna cost you a late first to do that and you gotta find the right buyer. Now, while it is two separate trades, you're taking Jordan Addison and tearing up from him with Michael Mayer in the 210 to get to that 104. Now let's say specifically in your league, you make that type of a tear up to get the draft pick liquidity, but you can't end up trading for Puka Nakua. So many different things are going to be leading to draft picks going higher in value. And maybe you can't actually pivot one for one to Puka Nakua, but very much this 104 pick now can buy you something similar to Puka. Let's take a look at what the 104 can get you, even if it isn't just specifically Puka Nakua in a tear up. Let's start with Tyreek Hill. Let's say you can't quite get Puka Nakua. You're not going to get as young as him, but you have the chance to be the best receiver like Tyreek was last year and points per game be an absolute hammer. Here's four occurrences where straight up the 104 gets you at least Tyreek Hill. There's a couple instances where you get a little plus like Jeff Wilson or the 302. So you might be able to not get Puka, but you can make the pivot to a guy like Tyreek Hill, who I definitely have in my tier two. Now, the other thing with this draft pick liquidity is that the 104 doesn't just necessarily have to buy you a tier up in receiver. Now, it definitely can do that, but if you're using it as currency, it's just value, and that currency can buy you really anything you want. You could use this 104 if you needed a quarterback or you wanted an upgrade at a quarterback. You can go straight up use that 104 to buy a guy like Kyler Murray, Jordan Love, Trevor Lawrence. There's so many different options that you have with this 104 pick that you wouldn't have had, obviously, with a guy just like Jordan Addison. It gives you so much more flexibility with currency as draft picks. When somebody's buying a draft pick, they could use their imagination for it to be whatever they want it to be in the moment of sell. Let's take a look at a guy like Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice had an unbelievable second half of the year and right now looks to be the feature target for a guy like Patrick Mahomes coming off of his rookie season. So if you can take the buzz from a guy like Rasheed Rice, here are two examples where you go straight up to the 104 or you attach a name like Traylon Burks to get from Rasheed Rice to the 104. Using that tier up concept again, if you were to go from Rasheed Rice to Puka Nakua, you have to add in a pick like the 111 or the 112 to get there. Tearing up from Rasheed Rice versus trying to go buy the pick, there's probably a significant difference in what it's going to cost you to go from Rasheed Rice to the 104 and then have that pick get you in a conversation for a guy like Puka Nakua versus going from Rasheed Rice, adding a plus in a tear up strategy to get to a guy like Puka Nakua. Here's some examples of Tank Dell to the 104. A couple times you can actually go from Tank Dell straight up to the 104. That seems insane to me. You never know. So that's why you go ahead and see what you can do in liquidation for these really young trending upward assets like Tank Dell. See what you can get in liquidity. But even if you had to do this trade here where you attach a second in Calvin Ridley, consolidation is typically not what I like to do. But in a tear up move, I'd be more than comfortable going ahead and getting the 104 or tearing all the way up to Puka Nakua if those were the pluses I needed to add to a guy like Tank Dell. Now here's four trades where if you don't have the 104 but you have the 105, what it's going to cost to go to Puka Nakua. And you're going to see here the theme is that the difference is roughly in that second round range, right? You're talking about a 211, a 206, 
Skymore in the 403, basically nothing in that type of a trade. Or again, the 211. All right, Adam, but those are young guys that are coming off of good years. What about some of the assets that are in that tier three that aren't quite as appealing to everybody right now? Let's go ahead and take a look at a guy like T. Higgins, who right now has really fallen out of favor with a lot of the dynasty community. There's two trades where you're talking about going from T. Higgins to the 104. Both of these trades where you're going from T. Higgins to the 104, the pluses are a second or a second and Pat Fryermuth. Again, really, this isn't that expensive when you're talking about going from a guy like T. Higgins to the 104. And the thing is, there are no real-time trades when it comes from going to T. Higgins up to Puka Nakua. Now, if you were going to make that type of a tier up, it's typically going to probably cost you a lot more or a late second and Pat Fryermuth. But think about it like this. If I'm coming to buy Puka Nakua and I give you the 104, this is currency that you can use to go get a quarter. Quarterback. This is an elite player and a young asset in Dynasty. When you have a guy like T. Higgins, just simply liquidating him and giving yourself that liquid asset, that cash is so much different than using T. Higgins to go try to buy a guy like Puka Nakua. Want to know what the cost is to go from DK Metcalf, let's say, to Puka Nakua? So right here, you're looking at a trade where it's like the 111 plus DK to get to that 104 range. Now let's see what it takes if you're going to go ahead and tear up from DK to that Puka Nakua share. This one here, you're talking about not just the 111, so 112 very similarly, but you have to add in a 204. And this one here in the tight end premium league, you could argue is similar, where Mark Andrews probably costs at least a first, plus you have to add in a couple throw-ins of Michael Thomas and Sky Moore. Here's a couple examples. Drake London plus Marquise Brown to get to that 105. I'd easily do that. Drake London plus the 205 to get to that 105. I'd be willing to liquidate Drake London and the 205 to get to the 105 in this class as well. And when you take a look at going from Drake London to Puka Nakua straight up in a tear up sense, right here, you're looking at JSN plus Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy doesn't really cause me much concern losing him, but I definitely don't want to consolidate JSN and Drake London to get to my Puka Nakua share. The second one here though, you're kind of threading the needle. This would be a tear up I'd be willing to make where I'd be sending George Pickens and Drake London because George Pickens is far enough down my tiers where I consolidate those two and get in the range of now grabbing Puka Nakua straight up. Now let's take a look at if you were to liquidate Nico Collins. At worst, you're looking at this 204, basically the same type of thing. But if you had a bunch of extra assets and you wanted to consolidate, Aaron Rodgers, potentially not a quarterback that you need to rely on in Superflex, plus add a guy like Josh Downs, all of a sudden now you're at a guy like Puka Nakua without tearing into the bulk of your dynasty value. Now let's say you wanted to go up to Amon Ross St. Brown. Here's an example where all you have to do is attach a guy like Jahan Dotson to the 104 to go get a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown. And this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about when we're talking about liquidating, getting liquid to go to a guy like Amon Ra versus let's say going from Brandon Ayuk to a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown. Here are three trades where you got to go from Brandon Ayuk and a tear up to Amon Ross St. Brown. The first one here you're looking at is Christian Kirk, a 25 first plus Brandon Ayuk. Three assets which could very well be starters for you in a league. And lastly, you got to combine Nico Collins and Brandon Ayuk to get to that Amon Ross St. Brown share. Some of these picks like the 105 can get you straight up a guy like Anthony Richardson. That's where it makes sense to, to liquidate a receiver in certain ranges, even if I have to add a little plus to get to that 105 pick. You never know what you might be able to pivot that 105 into. Here, clearly, it may not be happening in every single one of your leagues. Getting liquid in all of your leagues gives you a much better chance of being flexible to go cross positions, as well as getting higher and tearing up to different assets than you thought possible than just tearing up from a specific receiver asset. Now, if I am gonna try to make one of these tear up trades, essentially, I'm not able to make one of these receivers liquid into a draft pick, which I think makes sense. And I'm going to try to tear up from a receiver into a different tier. First, I think it's really important for me to understand my format. 
If it's a lineup league and we're starting eight or nine players, it's a really shallow league. This may be one of the exceptions where I get a little more aggressive on a tier up approach and try to go ahead and send a first round pick with a player that's in a tier three to get into that tier one or tier two mix. But if we're talking a format where we're starting 11 or more players, typically there I'm gonna be a lot more conservative and I wanna to continue to pile up depth and overwhelm you that way, then I can make tier ups more craftily when I have a lot more depth and value at my disposal. Now, by and large, unless I'm in one of those shallow formats, I'm not looking to attach first round picks too often to players in that top 30 mix as far as receivers go. I'd rather have that tier three plus a first round pick, which I believe I can re-roll or trade that value into another positional starter for myself, then I'm going to be looking to consolidate that plus a first and potentially more into one of these elite type receivers. Now, overarching themes from today's video, key takeaways. When you look at draft picks, don't just value them as exactly what you're going to be drafting, what that player is going to net you. Think about draft picks as a ticket to the game or a ticket to the draft. It's just holding a piece of currency. And a lot of times, liquidating receivers or players that you're very fond of for draft picks right now. When you acquire that draft pick, you can try to let the value accrue and try to find the right buyer that's willing to pay up a lot more for that ticket than you initially acquired it for. Essentially flipping it, understanding that it is just currency, not necessarily a player that you have to use on your team. If I'm gonna tear up, essentially I need to understand my format. I don't wanna be attaching too many first round picks to players that I think have a reasonable chance to score and be difference makers on my team. That's all I got. Those are the things that I think we should consider when you're looking at draft picks and when you're going to tear up, it may not be as easy to tear up from a guy like Brandon Ayuk straight up into Amon Ross St. Brown. If you go ahead and trade Brandon Ayuk and you're able to liquidate him to someone that does not value the draft picks properly, and it's a lot easier to get to whatever type of asset you want, whether that's Amon Ross St. Brown, a quarterback, or you happen to want to take one of these guys in the 24 class that has a chance to surge in value at the right time, yap away in the comments. Tell me what you think about tearing up for players like this, about liquidating players for picks. Go hit that like button, subscribe to the channel the bdge dynasty channel and we'll see you back here next friday talking dynasty strategy and trades i'm out of this thing peace